Hey, welcome to Dream Aloud with Kendra. It's a podcast for black women who want to live limitless lives. Be inspired by others who have dared to step outside of their comfort zone to live their hopes and dreams and passions. Now let's get started because life is way too short not to live the way that you want. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our early morning two for Friday. And I am here with Mrs. Carmelia Brown. I am so excited to have her on. I've been watching she and her husband post all of these wonderful pictures of birthday festivals that they have for their children. Um, It's five days of birthday fun when your birthday comes. You have day one through five and you have all of these wonderful gifts, everything that you want, the meal that you want, the activity that you wanna do. And I've been watching their kids and I decided I wanna be adopted and I found out that I'm not the only one who wants to be adopted into the Brown family because they really do it up for their children. And I'm just watching them just raise these queens and kings to leave a legacy of excellence. And because I've been watching them, I decided I need her on this this second acts program because she has made several pivots to bring that type of life into our home. And so without further ado, I want to introduce to you all Miss Camelia Brown. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. And as I said, you know, I was just watching. You're you're my third interview on my under 40 set, and you guys are really doing it up big. So tell everyone how you where you were before you became a homemaker and a homeschooler. Well, before I was a homemaker and a homeschooler, I actually worked at the library. I had that job since I was a teenager, um, and I was a clerical assistant uh, at Detroit Public Library, and uh, I I loved it. (laughs) It, Surrounded by books and, you know, all this information, so I I love doing that. I've always been kind of interested in education even before I got to homeschool my own kids. Uh, when I was going to college, I eventually got to um, early childhood development. Um, I originally started off in music and uh, switched to early childhood development. And um, it just, dealing with kids and education, I, I love it. <laughs> so you started off in music? Yes. Do you sing? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I really love singing. Is that your first love? Being creative, I think, is my first love. I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to creativity. Uh, I bake, I cook, I draw, I sing. <laughs> it's kind of so a, you're part of the Maya Angelou Club. Yes, like the, I'm a gamut of creativity. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're a Jill of many trades and master yes. of many of those as well. Yes. And it seems that we are, we're all, a lot of us are in that category. You're not okay. just taking that run road. And that brings you into the pivot mode. And at this point, you, your, your top priority is motherhood. Yes. 
Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Absolutely. And how many children are you raising? I'm raising four beautiful children and <laughs> two boys, well, two girls, because they came first and then two boys. Okay. And so how did you get into homeschooling? Um, well, actually, I was homeschooled for a portion of my schooling. Um, for seventh grade, I was homeschooled. My mom didn't really like how the school system was going. And so she put me out midstream. And uh, it wasn't really a good experience. It just didn't work well. I, and I think the biggest reason I, I attribute the biggest reason being to I was already in the school system, had friends and, you know, experienced mm -hmm. that type of schooling. So then me being pulled back home was um, all by myself. I don't get to be with anybody. And so it just didn't work well. Um, mm -hmm. So I've always been interested in doing it. Um, and when I got with uh, your lovely cousin, <laughs> um, it just fit. It just, uh, it was something that we both had talked about and we decided, no, that's, that's something we want to do. And so the thing was to do it before <laughs> we kind of started from the beginning you know, do that before they get into the school age to where we would put them in school, just do it at home, you know, don't have them have that um, kind of that uh, example to fall back on, like, no, well, we were at school, and, you know, we were able to be around other kids and friends and stuff, mm -hmm. if you started from the beginning, they don't know any different. <laughs> right, so, so if you don't know anything else, then. Exactly. So how's that working out for everybody? We've had some some hiccups. Um, I mean, everything's a learning process. So, mm -hmm. and we that's our, that's the example of our life. It's a learning process. It's okay. I was doing this and it worked then, but it's not working now. Um, so, from the beginning, again, the mindset was to this is what we are doing. So let's make this work. Um, and always changing and trying to figure out something new. We had some hiccups, especially with our older daughter. She's twelve. So at different points, she's like, yeah, but this isn't real school. <laughs> so uh, we've had some, some of those moments um, and we had to explain to her, no, this is school just like other kids are going to school. You have to treat this like this is what, you know, this is important and this is what we're doing. So we have to treat that like, like it's important. And um, so at first it was kind of lax. And so it's like, okay, we're gonna just kind of have school today. Uh, especially when they were younger. And it became very, very important to have a set schedule from start to end to make sure that we were accomplishing the things that we, we needed to accomplish in the daytime. So what is your objective in, in doing this homeschooling and, and not sending them to public school? What do you hope to, what will you gain? Because I, I know you have a, a focus and a goal. What will you gain by implementing homeschooling rather than sending them to public school? Well, for us homeschooling, first of all, it made sense for us. So that's the first thing. Let's uh, start there. Homeschooling isn't for everyone. It, it definitely, because it's a lot of, lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of behind the scenes and having to get stuff. And I commend teachers because <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> uh, having to get their uh, set stuff that they need for the year together. It is a whole lot of work. And at times it feels like there's no kind of downtime. You're kind of always on, always doing something. Um, but our goal is to raise 
young men, kings and queens, like you, you mentioned, kings and queens, to be productive in society. So for us, we felt that the school system was lacking in some areas. So this is an opportunity for us to make sure our kids get the, the education that we would like for them. So for the first few years of us doing this, we actually just made all the, all the curriculum. So we picked all the stuff when I, I mean, there's different ways to do it, but we picked all the uh, material that they used. Um, it is, it is Bible based, Christian based. Um, and that was important for us because that's what we are. We're Christians. So we wanted to make sure that that was instilled in our schooling. And so we have, um, a portion of school that is called biblical education. So they are learning the Bible. We're having discussions. We're talking about different commandments and different principles. Um, we just want well-rounded individuals, <laughs> you know, someone who we can say we put forth a lot of effort and this is what we're giving to society. So I saw you guys did your Kwanzaa um, festival for the first time this year. Yes. What yes. was it? How was that? How did that come about? That was actually very interesting because we are, we feel that we are very Afrocentric. Like we, we, we honor our African heritage mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Um, we feel that we kind of embody what we would think, you know, an African-American should embody as, especially as an African-American Christian. But our oldest daughter had been reading stuff about Kwanzaa, um, read a couple of articles and different things. And she was like, you know, I really want to do this. We were like, eh, well, you know, we kind of already do stuff already, all, you know, all the time. So do we really have to? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I, I think I really want to do this. And so we said, okay, we will do it as long as you get everything together, you know, think about what you want us to do and what you want, how you want us to make this happen. And she did. She, I was very, very, very proud of her because she put in the effort. She got all the information. She researched it, told us about it, and then decided this is what we're going to do each day. And, and that's how, it, that is literally how it came about. She wanted to do it and we just said, okay, take it on. And she did, that was, that was her, her the So your 12 year old orchestrated yes. the whole thing. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Very proud of her. So I'm yeah. proud too, because I was watching going, go Browns, go Browns. Cause it yes. was really, really that, good. That was, that was all her. She really put the, the effort in to, to have us do it because I mean, not that we went kicking and screaming but we were like hey eh, you know I mean we could do it we can't it didn't matter one way or another and she was just like no I want to do this and so we said okay let's let's get let's all go in <laughs> let's do this <laughs> well I'm glad you did because I enjoyed it too okay. now I want to talk about this birthday festival <laughs> that I want in on I've been watching you post every time it's a child's birthday. Mm -hmm. Is they have to be under 10? Uh no, actually we just nope. It's, it's okay. whatever age. Yep. Okay. Well let's let's go tell us about your birthday festival. And that'll explain to everybody why I want to be adopted. Okay. So that I can have a birthday <laughs> festival too. Okay. Um, well actually it started because um 
I mean, you know, life. So when you start having kids, maybe sometimes you don't have all the funds <laughs> that you would like to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it started from. It started from, okay, we're both very creative people. Let's figure out how we can make their birthdays fun, even without all the funds that we would like to have. And so we came up with, I think maybe our oldest was about five or so. And we came up with the idea of let's do a prolonged thing. So we're not going to do anything really big each day, but each day let them have something that says this is their week. This is their time. And so the one of the days is you get to pick a movie, whatever movie you're, or you want to watch. We'll watch a movie. Uh, so usually we've caught movie night. We'll do um your favorite uh out to eat meal or your favorite meal because we um well actually it's both so one day is your favorite out to eat meal so typically somebody mcdonald's or something like that um and then we have um a toy day we have an activity day so some kids are born in the warm months so we can go to the park or to the beach and then some are born in the colder months so we try and you know, be creative inside the house. And that's where, you know, some of the bowling alleys have come and, you know, yes. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and Marshall's then, bowling, bowling yes. day was <laughs> yes. the best. You yes. turned your living room into a bowling alley. Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> yes, we did. We and got all three generations bowled. Yes. Yep. Nana on down. Yep. <laughs> And I, we had was, a, I wanted we, to get on the airplane and get to Detroit <laughs> so that I could be a part of the bowling party. Yeah, it was so much fun. Be, Marshall is our littlest one. So he was turning, I think, five when we did that. And he uh, he's just a ball of energy. He's all over the place all the time. And so we're like, well, what can we do that he would actually do, that he would actually be involved in, that he would actually uh, stay with and uh, came up with bowling. I was just like, oh yeah, let's do bowling. So I got bottles of water, you know, we drank the water and then put a food dye in it for his favorite color for orange. I got um, some felt uh, M's, cut them all out, put them on there on the bottle so that the pins were Marshall pins and uh, yeah, taped uh, some lights to the floor, <laughs> taped some lights to the floor and we had a blast. And that was the, the idea behind the birthday festival is that you do something unique to the kid that you're celebrating and you do it, like I said, over a course of a week and it, they're not expensive. They're not expensive at all, man. I had all the stuff here. We had bottles of water. We had mm-hmm. lights. It, it, it zero cost for that. As fun as it was, and as extensive as it looked online, it didn't cost us anything. So they're that extravagant. Is, yeah, and that's the thing, though. But maybe it's because I have a lot of crafting stuff around here, mm-hmm. but I already had all that stuff, so it didn't cost us. It did. It wasn't like this oh, it costs $100 or something to get this together. It cost us no money. I had the stuff here. I did that. And some of the other things that we've done with our daughters and and our sons, it it doesn't cost a lot. And that was the idea from the beginning. Let's do something to celebrate them, but let them know that you can have fun without breaking the bank. 
and then the last day the the kind of the finale is they get to pick whatever meal that they like and for instance my daughter uh, Mackenzie she loves meatballs and 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 pasta so she's had these giant volcano meatballs that we've done I know you've seen them online mm-hmm. and she gets that every year she gets I mean the the meatball is a size more bigger than the size of your fist and she loves it she just it lets them know how special and how much they are loved by us mm-hmm. to be able to put something forth like that and again not a lot of money <laughs> So you older people, before you sign up for the birthday festival, um, Nana had a birthday festival, didn't yes. she? Yes, she did. <laughs> and it wore her out. Yes, yeah. But uh, the older, the older, wiser generations, we um, condensed it down. So it's usually a birthday. It's called a birthday train. And we typically from the start of the day to the very end of the day, we're doing something. So Nana got a little wore out. <laughs> yeah. her, she was, she was asleep and everybody was still up celebrating. So, yep. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. If you want a birthday festival, know that you need to participate for the entire yeah. week or go for the train if you can't yeah. do that. So I'm just, I'm just in awe of the things that you do. Now with this COVID pandemic the the need to stay home you can't go out as much what are you guys doing to keep the fire going to make sure that you know you're already homeschooled so they didn't have to worry about that piece but what's different for you guys um honestly well the biggest difference is that their dad is here so typically before covid uh, he was at work. I mean, he worked a nine to five, so to speak. Uh, he was 40 hours a week. So he was here, obviously, but he was here kind of at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, helping stuff get set up for the schooling to, to um, happen the way we needed it to happen. But the biggest, biggest change is that he's here all day now. So <laughs> we get to have him home and, and have him be a part of all of this. And so I know for the last nine months 10 months um that's been a big um change for us because dad wasn't home he was at work and so he's home with their schooling and I take two he takes two and before I had all four of them so he takes two I take two um we have while we can't go anywhere we have definitely had way more family time so more movies more you know spontaneous uh gatherings for ourselves not for anybody else but spontaneous uh okay let's watch a movie or okay let's have a game night or okay let's um let's read a book because he loves reading to them so it's okay dad's gonna read two chapters of this book and we're all gonna sit here and listen so we've definitely um had more dad time (laughs) that we didn't have before um but other than that um nothing else has really changed a whole whole lot I mean we can't go on field trips or anything like that but we're again creative so we just came up with okay let's do something around here and we've done a couple of obstacle courses and different things over the summer (laughs) yeah we just again a barrel of creativity so we always coming up with something to do (laughs) that's awesome so so what's next for you 
for me um well one of the things that we are in the works of doing is a um we want to well we both love to cook and uh, I love to cook and bake I love baking and we uh, are trying to get uh, or not trying to get we're in the works of getting a food company together we we are mm. trying to go down that venture um, we really enjoy cooking really love to be immersed in kind of that culture and so we wanted to um, do that the pandemic hit so it's kind of set us back a little bit mm-hmm. um, but our goal is still to get our food company up and running and, and, and going successfully uh, the idea is that it'd be once a week and it'd be a special meal and you kind of sign up and you not really get what we give you but kind of get what we give you <laughs> uh, kind of a surprise meal so uh, okay. that's um, where we're headed with that and also we have a ministry called God Sense and we've been actually doing that for five years so we are trying to um, link both of them together so that uh, one will help pay for the other and um, we can continue that and expand upon that we uh, feed the uh, homeless of Detroit so we go down to Detroit because we live in Center Line so we go down to Detroit and we um, feed feed homeless or feed people who are hungry because it's uh, sometimes it's not even just homeless. Uh, we fed um, some seniors at, at like senior buildings and stuff. So we we just have a kind of a, a soft spot in our heart for for doing that. So that's that's our next two big ventures uh, along with some other things in the works. So. That's awesome. Do you have a team or is it just the two of you or those it six is, of you? Yes, I was just going to say, yeah, we got a team. <laughs> um, it is, yes, it is all of us. We do uh, it here. And actually this or last year, 2020, um, it was the first time that we had kind of announced it to people. And so we've had a, a few of our aunts give uh, into it. Um, our pastor actually gave into it. Uh, um, the one of our reverends gave into it. So we're getting people to give into the cause. And, uh, but at first, you know, nobody knew about it. So that's probably we're just why. just doing it. You were yeah, just yeah, doing we, it. And now yep, you're. Yeah. We, oh, and actually, besides that, we, God sent, see, you do what God wants you to do and he'll send somebody. Um, we were, so where we live, there's a senior place across the street from us, and there was a minister who would go and deliver food over there. And so uh, Nana was on the porch one day, and he said, you know, he said he got led by the Holy Spirit to come over and talk with her. <laughs> and so he actually gives us a lot of food. He gives us a whole lot of food. And, and it started right before the pandemic. And so we use a portion of what he gives us. And that is how, that's the biggest bulk. It's not all of the bulk, but it is the biggest bulk of uh, our ministry for God sent. Uh, he gives us the food and, and then we, we cook it and pass it out. So so you didn't go looking for him. He found I, you. No, no, didn't even know. No, didn't even know that he uh, existed. Didn't even realize that he was doing that over there. Like I said, she was on the porch and he said, you know, the Lord told me to, to do this. And the surprising part is, is that they don't, the organization that he works with, and I don't know it offhand, but the organization he works with, they don't give families 
food anymore. That's not what they do. So he said the Lord led him to do that. And I was like, look at God, you know, because at one point we were doing um, when we first started and even for a few years after we were just given um, uh, bologna sandwiches. So we, we got placed on our heart to do this. And I, and our thought was as well, we're not really given that much. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're feeding, feeding them or, or meeting the need, but we thought to an extent it wasn't that much of anything. And uh, so we prayed about it and we said, you know, Lord, we want to give more. We want to do more. We want to, cause we started with 10, we started with 10 and they were all bologna sandwiches, you know, a bag of chips, you know, kind of a, a brown paper bag lunch. And um, we, we felt like we wanted to do more. We wanted to, to give more. And uh, so we prayed about it and we said, you know, Lord, if this is, if this is your will, you got to make this happen. This is something that we want to do. This is something that we want to expand and go past um, 10. And Mm -hmm. so uh, one Thanksgiving, I think we um, decided to do a hot meal and it just kind of sparked from there. So we, we did a hot meal. We did 10 hot meals. And before long, we were doing 12. And before long, it's like, wait, we got up to 20. Wow. Okay. And then before before we knew it, we're doing, we do up to 40 meals now. Oh, and we do okay. it weekly. So at one point, we were doing, um, we were trying to do it a few times a month. Not super consistent as we want it to be. You know, oh, we let, you know, life and you know, family and stuff kind of dictate when we did it. But no, now we do it weekly. We do now because it's colder, it's a little harder to find people. So we do 20 a week. But over the summer, we were 40, a little over sometimes. We were doing about 45 lunches at some point. And these are all hot meals. Um, And again, because God sent what we needed. It, it, it was only because of that, because mm-hmm. we had we don't have the funds to just get out there and do that. And the thing that I've learned, at least from that experience, is that, first of all, when God tells you to do something, you should do it. You get it, get it together. Let's just, you know, get it together. Um, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, is that when you ask God to help you to do something, because again, we wanted to do an expansion. So when we ask God to uh, help us to get that together, he will do it. He just, he will. He sent somebody out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, out so of nowhere. So your program is called God Sent. Yes, God Sent. And then he sent someone. Yes, absolutely. You. Yes, but you had is. to get started first. Yes, yes. So that is the, the folks that are sitting around waiting, talking about God is going to do, that's not how it works. That is not, not. You not. have to take some steps yes and then he'll make up the difference for the things yes. that you can't do yes very much so very much so you have to be in in progress and mm-hmm. you know our lives our lives are works in progress but you got to be working you got to mm-hmm. be doing stuff you can't just say i'm waiting for god to you know mm-hmm. deliver me or to you know no you got to put in some effort he wants to he wants you to give the effort and he'll mm-hmm. push you along and he'll help you and raise you and keep you going and i have a i have a thing about the perfection paralysis mm-hmm. um, people are always oh i'm not good enough i can't do this i can't do that it's not you you just need to get started. Yeah. And you know, what if what if you had 
thought about, okay, we only have bologna, so we're not ready yet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think of that. Um, and, and then, too, for us, it was important, as always, to be an example for our kids. And so we tell our kids, you know, we have no problem as parents or adults telling younger people or kids, oh, no, you just have to go and do something. You have to put forth the effort. You know, oh, you're not doing well in school. Just try a little harder. Or you're not getting the grades that you want to get or you're not getting the the results you want to get with something. Oh, just try a little harder. But sometimes along the way, we forget that for our own selves. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was, no, we don't have anything. We don't have anything really to give, but we have a little bit. And so with a little bit, God will make it a lot. And so, yes, the, the, the driving factor for that was get it started. Just just start and, start and I'll, make, I'll make up the difference. Start where had. you are. Yep. Start exactly. where you are and then yep. watch it grow. But you yes. got to start where you are. Yep. You have all the faith that you want, but if there's no works that go with that. If you're not doing Yes. Then you'll just, it'll always remain a dream. Yes. But the manifestation happens when you start. Yes. And so you started and he sent help. Yep. Yeah. And I know we hadn't, uh, if we hadn't have started when we started, then no, it wouldn't, uh, the rest of it wouldn't have come to fruition. So I have, you know, my show was filled with um, quotes and questions that make people reflect and do. So one of my quotes that I love is opportunities of a lifetime must be seized in a lifetime of the opportunity. And that's just what you just said. Um, you needed to start mm -hmm. and you needed to start then because the while Nana was on the porch, if you hadn't started, she wouldn't have had anything to tell that guy oh yes my kids are doing this or they're yeah. doing that and so that that is an awesome awesome testimony of get started yeah. and don't wait for perfection do it now perfection comes well we always strive towards perfection yeah. but yeah. You, you when you start now start with what you have and get better mm -hmm. and get better and get help so how can we help with God said. Um, right now, um, we have a Facebook page um, that we've had for years, actually, but we have a Facebook page called Brown Bills Entertainment. Um, and right now, that's the way you can reach out, inbox us, and we'll get back with you. We'll, you can, and it's not just about money, because people are, you know, sometimes a little mm -hmm. funny about giving other people money, so I understand that. Um, but it's not just about money. Some, sometimes just a prayer help us you know help us to be safe and help us to find people but um if somebody wants to give water because water is a big thing especially over the summer like we go through a ton of water so giving water or giving like I said the funds for something like that because people are under the notion oh well you get enough stuff from whoever you're getting your stuff from but no we still we have to buy the containers we have to buy the napkins the forks the spoons the water that comes with it if we give um like desserts or something like that all that stuff has to be bought so it's always something to to get for that so right now we have um like i said you can get through to us through Brown Bills Entertainment or even one of our uh, personal Facebook pages is, is perfectly fine because 
we'll get back to you. We're not that big. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Well, they'll get back to you. What is what do you have any advice for someone who is quote unquote homeschooling now by force? Because not everybody decides to homeschool, but at this point they are homeschooling, at least for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um I guess my the thing that I would say um for anybody, because I've had this discussion with a few uh, people from our church, a few of the younger uh, people from our church who decided that they wanted to go into homeschool or were thinking about it. Uh, breathe. <laughs> breathe. I know there's a lot of people who d didn't decide to homeschool that's kind of like you said, got forced into it. Just breathe. You know, everybody is a work in progress. Everybody's trying to figure out what works for them. And that was the biggest thing for one of the biggest things. Obviously, everything is a big thing, but that was one of the biggest things for us is figuring out what worked for us, because every family dynamic is different. Every individual is different. And so um, even in deciding to homeschool, we did a lot of research. We looked at a lot of different examples. Um, so you, you have to know what works for you and your family. So I know for a couple of people who I've looked at even before I got started, um, their school day starting at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. That's not us. We're not there, boo. <laughs> so our school day don't start that early. We start at 930. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, now, we still are up and we're doing stuff. Our schedule dictates that us as adults are up between six and seven o'clock and we're mm -hmm. doing other things. Um, but our kids getting our kids ready it's four of them to two of us 9 30 we start at 9 30 and we actually do um a four and a half hour block um so one thing that we decided for um our schooling is that while school the school hour is eight hours you know for a traditional brick and mortar school um all of that time isn't for education and yes. so it didn't make sense for us to try and copy that. It made sense for us to figure out the core of what we needed. So for us, it was, okay, we'll do four and a half hours a day. And so we go from 930 to roughly about two o'clock. Mm -hmm. And we, um, part of that time in the morning is biblical education. We start every day with the biblical education or some type of, um, you know, just conversation. We get up and talk. <laughs> and then at 10 o'clock exactly, we go uh, into the actual schooling. And like I mentioned before, we um, did uh, our, we did our curriculum ourselves. And uh, over this past year, we decided to, because there's more of them in school, school age, we decided to uh, go with the uh, service. And so um, they do the core learning online through this service and mm -hmm. then we still do all of the supplemental things um but for someone who didn't want to do this so to speak I, like I said the biggest thing is just take just breathe and know that it'll be okay <laughs> you know you won't have to do it for too too much uh oh I don't know if it's going to be too much longer but just breathe and 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 know that 
you can get through it you and your child <laughs> you know having them home all day I know it's very it can be very stressful um but uh make sure that you set up a time that works for you make sure that you set a schedule that works for you um because that's that's where the biggest fail comes from is not um setting some type of schedule up so kind of school is just kind of random throughout the day um it mm -hmm. has to be more into a schedule so I know like one of uh, my aunts she said we're not doing school in the morning we're doing school at night so they don't even get started till the afternoon uh wow. when she was doing it herself mm -hmm. so now that the school has uh started doing it they have to do it at that time but when she was doing it herself she said no no we do afternoon sessions <laughs> so you have to know what works, works for you yes you definitely have to know what works for you if your kids aren't morning people or you're not a morning person don't force it you know, be flexible. Gotcha. That is be very, very flexible. And again, breathe and, you know, see what works for you and your family, because it could be completely different from what I do. So. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you, you make sure that you're, you are, you consider yourselves an Afrocentric family because you are African-American. Um, how do you incorporate that into your curriculum? So I know you're not just doing it on in February for Black History Month, you're Black 365. Yes. And I see that you incorporate that in, in much of what you do as well. Yes, well, for that, I mean, it's in everything that we, we, we do. Um, I can't necessarily pinpoint a specific thing, but just mm -hmm. having that be our focus. So, you know, making sure that we tell our, our, our lovely black, beautiful kids that they are black, beautiful and lovely. Um, making sure that we uh, encourage them and, and keep them uh, grounded and knowing that they are important and, um, yeah, it's in our curriculum. We have our kids read books that, you know, the school wouldn't have them read, you know, about people the school wouldn't have them read about. Um, we do a lot of, um, I don't know, we do a lot of family things. So we do a lot of, uh, we have a lot of conversations. We're always talking. I don't know if <laughs> there's a moment where we're not. <laughs> we are always talking and always giving information and our kids to come to us and they, oh, well, school said this today or, you know, oh, I learned this. Oh, I was reading this book or I was doing this. And I, so we are always having conversation and, and, and just learning. So. <laughs> so who have you learned about or what book are you have you read lately as a group as a group yeah because um, you, you know if, if you go to a predominantly white school or even just a school you don't you don't necessarily get the history that that celebrates black folks except that, in february that's so very true so what, what books have you guys read or that you, do you recommend for families? Um, I can't think of any particular book that we've read recently about a, a predominantly black person, but I know that, um, so on MLK Day, we always do um, videos uh, on him mm -hmm. and uh, our kids love, and we've actually tried to get away from the tradition of watching uh, our friend Martin but they love it. They, and 
and it's interesting because every year that we, and I think we've been doing this since, um, maybe since our oldest was about six, we've watched this video and every year they're like, oh, we want to watch it. Is, is that what we're doing today? And I'm like, no, we're going to try to do something else. You know, <laughs> we want to get a new tradition started, but they want to watch it. So it's like, okay, if they want to watch it, let's watch it. And we watch it. And every single time we have a new discussion, it's, and maybe because they've gotten older, so they see different things about the video that mm -hmm. they didn't see before. But every single, I was just, I was very surprised because this year, I have to be honest, I really didn't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, we, we've seen that a couple of times. Can we watch something else? Can we do somebody else? Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, we like it. Let's watch it. And we had a really good discussion. We talked about his work with the sanitation uh, workers. We talked about we talked about his speeches. We went and listened to both of uh, one of his two major speeches, main mm -hmm. speeches, and we talked about the speeches. And they they had really good ideas and brought up really good points and had really good questions. And then that led us into talking about Malcolm X and Marcus Darby, <laughs> and uh, we talked about the differences between the three and what they all kind of stood for. And it, it just, we always end up having really good discussions off the video, even though I'm not really you trying to watch, watch the video. <laughs> but the, the, the discussions always, um, always is very good. They have, they're, our kids, I mean, I guess because of us, they, they really have thoughtful questions that keep the conversation sparked and going. That's excellent. And I know you're getting ready for school soon. So we're going to wrap this up. But I ask every guest two questions. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote would be Matthew 7 and 12. And it talks about uh, the golden rule. I mean, society calls it the golden rule. But it's mm -hmm. treating others the way you want to be treated. So I feel like that is kind of a motto of our life is I want to be treated this way so I treat others that way and um, I think that would do our, our country some good at this point um, so just the golden rule treating others the way you want to be treated okay that's a good one and then lastly I always ask because we are brown people and we mm -hmm. didn't get here by ourselves yes. on whose shoulders do you stand I stand on a lot of people's shoulders. Honestly, for me, um, for my background, because um, I am adopted, and so I I stand on the shoulders of my biological family because they brought me into this world. I stand on the shoulders of my adopted family because they raised me. They told me how I should be as a person, as an individual. Um, my mother's passed on now, but uh, she was a big part of who I am, especially my faith. That's one thing that she instilled very, very heavy into us. And so I um, definitely have to give her honor for that. Um, there are a lot of church, there are so many <laughs> people who had a hand in who I am. I'm not gonna mention anybody by name because I don't wanna forget anybody, but mm -hmm. there are a lot, <laughs> a whole, whole lot of village. It took a village to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, it, it's a lot of people at my church, a lot of mentors along the way who have passed on. It, it's so many people. 
I, I, I by no stretch of the imagination just got here I woke up beautiful like this you know <laughs> it just didn't happen um it was some work still working on me still working on I'm on, on, on getting there um but yeah a lot of people a lot of people yeah I believe that too that it's not just one pair of shoulders Mm-mm. there are a lot <laughs> there are a lot of shoulders um we didn't get to talk about adoption um lifestyle all there's so much more that we could have gone into but i again you have to get ready for school and i thank you for your time we have four people watching are there any questions for um camellia we've had about people come in and go out I guess they're getting ready for work and yeah. stuff like that are there any questions for Camelia um you could always put your questions in the chat later that's what we do when we have these early morning sessions sometimes yeah. we don't have a lot of people and they don't have a lot of questions but I thank you for your time um you're you're doing an excellent job uh, my title that i that I do, the things that I do is life and legacy coaching and the legacy piece is about bridging where we've come from and where we're going. So of course, you guys are building this legacy. You got Nana in the house, you're homeschooling your children and building this legacy that will follow them and that they can carry on and do bigger and better things. And I just had to have you on this program for that reason alone, just the fact that you're building a legacy. And my, my money is, is good, monetary things and land and that kind of thing, that's a great legacy. But if you don't know who you are and where you come from, then you're lost. And I see the legacy that you're placing into your kids. And I was like, I cannot let her not be on my show really soon, especially in my 40, under 40 set. I appreciate you. I appreciate the things that you guys are doing in your home and sharing with everyone else. Um, I wish, wish you many blessings for God sent and everything else. Thank you for joining us. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Dream Aloud with Kendra. If you like the show, leave a review and tell a friend. I also invite you to join our Dream Aloud Facebook group, where we encourage and challenge our members to step outside of their comfort zone and live limitless lives. I guarantee you, you will experience true fulfillment when you live, work and play your way.